Hi, this is Mark Dupla from the Miami Dolphins. You are talking sports with Randy Harris. All right, we got back. I think we're back. We'll just keep listening to the music because that's cool. Speaking of music, we may have something music-wise coming up. And the, the small world and the tie and how we're going to tie it in will really be pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Hear it. Um, we started to move it, so it may be coming up. It might be pushed back uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But uh, Five for Fighting is, is coming up. And, and I'm going to hold up talking about the name. Because I'm well, no, I won't. Should I? I'm yeah, sure. let's, let's go no, ahead and it. Set it up. Set it up. What is it? Well, is it what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think it's like that Russian MMA style, where there's five MMA fighters fighting at the same time in the same ring, and then like when someone gets tapped out or knocked out, then the other people jump in, and eventually it's like five on one. So basically, WWE is what you're talking about. Right Have now. you seen it? It's it's real. I saw it's the real. one where it was three guys fighting one guy. I don't know if that was the beginning or the middle. You, but I saw it was three on one. You, did one need, you need to watch it. It, okay. it, it's, it was five on five MMA, and then once the one guy quits or taps or dies, <laughs> then it's four on or five. Gulag. 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 Well, Gulag. That's where it started in Russia. So, so that's what you thought, but you're close. Okay. And when I actually did my 12 seconds of research, I found out what five for fighting means. But on the line with us right now is five for fighting. Let's welcome to the program John Odrasik. John, how are you, sir? Hey, Randy, how you doing? Not too bad. I'm sure you're so tired of talking about it, but since this is also a, a sport, national sports radio show, when I Googled what five for fighting meant, <laughs> A, it blew my mind that I didn't think about it, and two, it blew my mind because I love it. Well, it's good timing right now. We're right in the middle of the hockey playoffs, you know, driving in Florida right now, thinking about the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. My Kings won a big game last night, but yeah, it comes from... Fight for fighting in hockey. Back in the day, that Brecker company said, hey, you need a band name. Big hockey fan. I dropped Fight for fighting. Expecting them to hate it. It sounded like we were opening for Metallica, but they loved it. And here we are 20 years later, Fight for fighting hockey playoff. How difficult is it? I know you're back on tour. You're in Punta Verda tonight. You're coming to Clearwater this Friday. Orlando on Saturday. Fort Lauderdale on Sunday. How difficult will it be to go out there and perform knowing that it is the playoffs? And you can be at any of those games. Well, I'm not saying this happens, but it's been known or it's been, um, it's been thought that there have been gigs where I actually have my phone on the piano where the audience can't see it if the L.A. Kings are playing a hockey game during my set. I, now, I won't admit to that. I won't admit to that officially, but uh, it, it could be possible. Let's just say if that's true, that's awesome. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I know that's that awesome. Uh, when my wife was pregnant, we, we, <laughs> we, we had to go to Lamaze and I did the same thing. I had a TV there as the World Series, and, I, and I'm watching the game. So uh, that is awesome. What goes into writing a song? I mean, is it just you sit down and you start, or, or can you talk about the process? You know, so, certainly part of it is work ethic. Uh, you know, just if you write thousands of songs, hopefully you get a couple that that uh, that might work, that might move people. But you know, you you look for inspiration in all different places. You know, certainly younger in my career, you know, young guy into girls, cars, rock and roll, uh, maybe a little more selfish songs. And once you have children, you start looking at the world kind of beyond yourself. You can kind of see the evolution in my songwriting. And sometimes world events 
uh, inspire you, whether you're angry, uh, like the song I wrote uh, earlier this year about the withdrawal from Afghanistan, Blood on My Hands, or you're inspired, uh, like the song I just wrote a month ago about Zelensky called Can One Man Save the World? But, you know, as a songwriter, you're always looking for inspiration. I do believe there's a great song in every room if I could just see it. I had Daughtry on a couple uh, couple weeks ago, and I, I told him, and I was going to say the same thing to you for the same reason. You know, I've seen these people in some of these TV shows, and, you know, they cry when they hear certain songs, and, you know, they're moved and they're inspired, like you kind of said. And, and I've never really had that happen except for a few times. One is Daughtry's song, Gone Too Soon. I have a, a grandson that, that was stillborn. And I do the same thing on 100 years. That song, to me, is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. You know, the nice thing about that song is uh, there's always a place for, for you in it. <laughs> I wrote it when I was in the, the second verse. Now I'm in the bridge. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's also one of those songs that I never get tired of playing every night because uh, you, kind of, you kind of think about where you've been, uh, where you are, and, and where you're going. And certainly the sentiment of 100 years, appreciate, recognize the moment, is something we've heard a million times but for some of us that's hard to do right you know we're, we're kind of dwelling on the past or future tripping and you know for me I, I think it's no coincidence i wrote that song with with two little kids sitting on my lap and and uh, sometimes it takes uh things like that to kind of focus you on what really matters you know when, when i'm listening to it and it's kind of like what you just said the first thing i think of i think back to being 15 i'm back to playing little league baseball and then you know reality hits and i'm like yeah, that was 45, 50 years ago, you know, 100 years. I better get busy. I better get doing some of the things that I've always wanted to do. Yeah, I think there's some of that. And I think, you know, that that 15-year-old is always still in us. You know, age is a state of mind. And uh, that's the nice thing about rock and roll. It kind of keeps you young. And I got to do. I got to say, though, that that, uh, that midlife crisis verse that I wrote in my, in my late 20s, I was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of us relate to that. But yeah, no, I think it's just, uh, you know, especially coming through this pandemic, I think uh, if there's any silver lining, it's, it's kind of reminded us what really matters are the little things. And I think 100 years hopefully uh, reminds people to think about that. I saw that you've performed at home plate uh, Dodger Stadium, uh, <laughs> the, the 500. We're going to talk about the Dodgers in a second. Um, where Where is some place, whether it's sports related or not, that you'd like to perform that you haven't done yet? Boy, you mentioned one of the highlights right there. I mean, I was sitting in the bleachers with my dad, you know, 45 years ago, catching uh, catching batting practice home runs at Dodger Stadium, and to sit there at home plate, sing uh, Superman in hundred years with Ben Scully there and, and Bob Miller from the Kings for the for the Kings Ducks outdoor game. That was that was surreal. Um, you know, uh, I've been blessed to play so many amazing events. You know, the Daytona 500, Monday Night Football. Um, Madison Square Garden, of course, the concert for New York uh, will be probably the most important gig I ever do. But, uh, you know, uh, I've always, you know, I, I see these concerts of people playing like the Coliseum in Rome or, of course, Wembley Stadium, all the iconic, all the iconic venues. So certainly something like that would be pretty awesome. Have you ever stood at a home plate, not necessarily Dodger home plate? Well, I'll tell you this story about me in a second. Uh, and <laughs> had a pitcher, a major league pitcher, even an, a, a Los Angeles Dodger throw a curveball as you're standing at the plate? I have not had that, but what I did do, I, I did a, a charity event for Andre Agassi years ago, kind of when he was just uh, about to retire. And I've always wanted to experience like uh, a professional 
tennis serve. Now he was not, you know, a blistering server, but of course, you know, he was he was an elite player. So I basically sit there and I said, "Dude, just fire it at me." And I swear that ball was by me before I even moved, <laughs> and it missed my head by about two feet. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I'd have courage to stand there to play with a professional pitcher these days. You know, throwing a hundred gratter uh, off from the Dodgers. No, thank you. Well, if you would like this done, I had the opportunity. Brad Penny is a very good friend of mine, and and Brad was throwing a bullpen in Dodger Stadium, and Russell Martin was there, and he's like, Randy, grab a bat. Wow. He goes, now, whatever you do, don't move. And Brad <laughs> threw a curveball, and this was, I don't know, 12 years ago. I'm still scared from that curve. But if you ever want to do it, you, you know, you don't, you're not going to take a swing, but if you ever want to stand up there and, and have Brad throw a curveball, it's an experience. Well, I'll take you up, but I'll take you up on that. But maybe I'll put on Jonathan Quick's goalie outfit with the helmet just to make sure. Because sometimes <laughs> that ball gets away. <laughs> uh, and since you're a big uh, tennis fan, we're actually broadcasting live from the Racket Club of Saint Petersburg. It's a uh, tennis facility, and so uh, anytime you come to Tampa Bay and you want to come out for some amazing food, I would be honored to cook for you here. And I got four extra clubs in the bag, so we could. Hit the tennis court and uh, see how good you what are. You need a club for to play tennis. Stick. Gotta, That's golf. Well, you gotta you gotta hit it with the <laughs> with the racket club. Would you like a? Would you like some sticks? A club. Like I got a club. John, talk about the tour. I know that it just started. Like I said, I know you've got a couple stops here in Florida. Then you're gonna go outside of the state and then come back to Florida. Talk about what it's like to get back on there and how excited are you to 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 do it again and have fans there again. You know, it's pretty emotional, I got to say. You know, it's one of those things where you don't know what you got till it's gone and, and not being able to play and uh, kind of have that, that lifeblood of what we do for two and a half years. Uh, it's, uh, it's like, again, it kind of makes you realize the important things, the things we took for granted a couple years ago, you know, hugging your grandma, going out to dinner, uh, and playing music live as a, as a fan in the audience or as a performer. You know, my musicians in this string quartet that we're touring with, you know, that was their income stream. Uh, so, you know, mentally, economically, it's been really tough. So to come out and, and sing songs together, like last night, you know, hearing the, the, the audience sing 100 years back to me, it, it, you know, it, it brought a tear to my eyes. So it's been, it's been really great. It's exciting. It's really good for us to get back together, you know, after kind of being in our silos all these years. And, and we haven't played Florida in years, so it's so exciting to to come back down here, do four shows, and see all the folks who support me all these years. So it's almost like a rebirth for all of us. Before I let you go, A, I want to thank you as a veteran for all that you do and continue to do about uh, to help veterans. How can people get involved? How can they help you help the vets? Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, I've been doing a lot with the Afghan vets doing the evac from Afghanistan, you know, abandoning our citizens and allies. It's just a moral disgrace. And the, and folks like you and, and Afghan veterans have taken upon themselves to go rescue those we left behind. Project Exodus Relief, uh, Task Force Pineapple, Save Our Allies. And I've been working with all of them. And, and folks that would like to donate to that cause, you can go to my website, whatkindofworldyouwant.com. We have an organization, Americans for Afghanistan, and, and uh, all the proceeds are going to, to these, uh, these amazing incredible uh, organizations who are keeping the promise, mostly veterans. So thank you uh, and your colleagues for, for, for your honor and, uh, and keeping the promise. Uh, you are the heart and spine of this country, and uh, God, I, I love all of you. 
Uh, I will put all that information on the website. Thank you for your time. Hopefully, um, you can take us up on. We'll send a limo to get you on Friday. If you'd like, come over here, you know, grab some pizza, hang out. We can talk about some cool stuff. And then uh, hopefully I'll get to see you uh, Friday night. Thank you very much for your time. I know that we have your uh, address. We're going to mail you out a care package from 8 Man Strong, as well as a cool box of Odd Socks from Odd Sock Official for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me. I'll bring my clubs to the tennis court and look forward to it. <laughs> there you go. Love it. I'll see you on Friday. Thanks, John. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Five for fighting. What would so, you call them? So, what? What would you call tennis rackets? A group of tennis rackets in a bag. Can I tell you the, what five for fighting means? Well, that's so generic. Who said, who said rackets? Me. That's what no. I'm called. <laughs> five for fighting, just so you know, Knucklehead, you need, and you, we need to hurry up and get to this break because Ben Rothwell's next, is the penalty for fighting in hockey. Yeah. That's what five for fighting is. It's cool. Is. It's, it's, cool. it's really cool. It's cool. Uh, right. Good dude. Hundred Years is an awesome song, and you know me, I, I don't care what people think about me. It is one of those songs that that that, that brings a tear. The only to my way head. to make it better is five four fighting was playing live at a five on five fighting event. Let's go ahead a quick break. <laughs> Coming to you live from Tournament of Pizza. This is Knockout Radio, brought to you by Eight Man Strong and Staff Zone. Matt's an idiot. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Hi, everybody. It's Dick Vitale of ESPN and ABC. Hey, let me tell you something. You're talking sports with Randy Harris, baby. You better listen. He's awesome with a capital A. Eight Man Strong is not simply about the biggest or strongest. It's about those who have survived true lows, suffered, faced demons real or in their heads, and are fighting to come back against it all. If you live with a passion for greatness and strength and resilience towards all obstacles that may attempt to derail you, if you are bold and aggressive in the pursuit of the things you want in life, if you are meant to overcome everything that stands in your path of reaching your goals, then you are 8-Man Strong. You're hungry. Where do you go to eat? Berg Sports Bar and Grill. You want to have a drink? Where do you go? Berg Sports Bar and Grill. Having a get-together with the guys from the softball team? Where do you do it? That's right. Berg Sports Bar and Grill. Located at 1320 Central Avenue, St. Petersburg, right across from Tropicana Field. Berg's is the best place to take the whole family for food and fun. Going to a Rays game? Have dinner before the game at Berg's, and after the Rays win, come and celebrate with all your friends at Berg's, right across from the Trop. So come down and see Berg and the whole gang at Berg Sports Bar and Grill. Ferg Sports Bar and Grill. This is Randy Harris for Mick for Hair at Got Split End Salon in Pinellas Park. Our official hair care and grooming provider who caters to everyone, women, men, kids, and senior citizens in an affordable, upscale environment staffed with the most talented professionals in the business. Visit Mick for Hair at Got Split Ends today at 4376 Park Boulevard in Pinellas Park or call them at 727-290-9873. E-Tech e-bikes provides the best in quality, technology, innovation, power, and luxury. Eco-friendly foldable and powered by Bafeng Motors, Shimano Brakes, Tesla and Samsung Batteries, E-Tech bikes are ideal for commuting, recreation, mountain, or sport use. Built for optimal power and energy efficiency, E-Tech e-bikes have up to a 100-mile range and speeds up to 30 miles per hour. Use our discount code 100OFF today at etechbikes.com. That's E-T-E-K bikes.com. 
Construction companies always face hiring challenges. Do you need temporary help on your project? Or maybe you want a true partner for all of your staffing needs? Staff Zone is construction staffing excellence, providing both skilled and general labor positions. And we want to work for you. For all of your construction staffing needs, call us at 877-247-ZONE or visit us online at thestaffzone.com to find your local branch. Our staffing professionals are eager and ready to earn your business. That's 877-247-ZONE. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. I am James Lofton, and you know who you are on the other side of the dial, and you're talking sports with Randy Harris. All right, we are back coming to you live from Tournament the Pizza. We're here till the top of the hour. Caleb, uh, what's your name again? Oh, Matt. And I hanging out here. See, I just wanted to see if Matt was even awake. I'm awake. All right, so big news came down a couple weeks ago, and uh, then I got ill. So uh, things happened last week. Yeah. So we rescheduled for today. Let's welcome back to the program. He's a veteran of the show, Big Ben Rothwell. Ben, how are you? I'm doing okay, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been involved, and I think you know this, with BKFC since day one. And I'll tell you what, I am really excited you know, the, when I saw the, the news that you signed with Bare Knuckle and to get you to toe the line. And I'm curious, how much did you know about BKFC? And, and when did you start thinking, this is where I want to go and what I want to do next? <clears throat> uh, it's, it's, what, about four years now? It's, it's been building itself. That's a question. Have you, have you been watching since the beginning and, and looking at who's there? Or is it just, this just makes sense for me? Um, the first couple of years I didn't, and then the last couple of years I know it's picked up a lot of popularity. And <clears throat> I know when Paige Van Zant signed it, definitely, you know, had a lot of people in MMA world talking. She got like a pretty good contract and stuff yeah. like that. But then when Chad Mendez went, that was like a really big thing for me. I was like, you know, this, I'm like, these guys are getting serious. <clears throat> I just kind of started watching them more. And then to, to look at the, the landscape that they're building, they're international. You know, they're doing shows around the world, and uh, I'd like to be a part of something like that because that's how that's how that's why they're getting so big. You know, when you get the whole world involved, and that's when that's why I think MMA is such a big thing too, because um, they really you know, and and, and boxing is just a combat sports in general is becoming a worldwide entity. <clears throat> you can't say that for like American football and certain sports that's just kind of limited to to where the countries are at, but combat sports, the whole world's involved. So yeah, I was watching BKFC and, um, I wasn't out looking anything at the beginning of the year. I was just kind of getting ready. And then I just, uh, last fight on my contract with the UFC and just, I'm like, where are we going with this? You know, I only got so many fights left in me. I want to make the most of it. And, uh, things didn't really come to terms. So I just, said hey you know let's let's try something new i talked to my management my management felt confident that there was things out there so i said well let's let's try it and you know i got my release and i kind of the the new news came out you know pkfc came obviously was really interested in me they feel like fit their model and i agree with them and here we go we didn't get a fight booked well, I talked to David Feldman about that, you know, and he wouldn't give me much information, but we'll talk about that in a second. You know, when I first saw the news, and, you know, I've known you a long time, I'm like, this is perfect for Ben. 
you know, this is perfect. And then I start thinking, and I think what a lot of people forget is the fact of, that, of the good ground game, the great ground game that you have. And But, but talk about how now you're not going to have to worry about that, whether it's training for it or having to worry about your opponent. And you can just go up there and do something that I know you like to do, and that's throw hands. Yeah, I have this heavyweight ground game that I just refuse to use. I mean, like, yeah, I got some good submissions, but I should add way more success, especially if you look at Curtis Blades and how he's how showing exploits. A lot of heavyweights really suck off their back. And I didn't push my fights hard enough to utilize more of my ground game, whether I'm on top or off my back. I think the biggest surprise I could have gave people is how many submissions and how well I am on my back, which isn't common for heavyweights. And um, I just would get into the fights and just refuse to fight IQ at all. I, I just, I'm just, I just want to throw hands. I just want to knock somebody out. So that's why I think this is a great fit for me. I don't have to think about much anything else. I get to literally, I just want to be a one track mind. I just want to smash someone in the face and here we go. That's all the BKFC wants from me too. So I exactly. When did you kind of realize that, you know, a very good friend of mine, and I think, you know, George Gazelle as well, you know, he would never use his ground game. He's like a 47 degree black belt. And, you know, we'd be in the back after and he's like, Randy, sorry. I'm like, sorry, why didn't you use your ground game? Oh, I want to stand and just throw and be exciting. When do you realize in the middle of a fight, I know I can, but I just want to stand here and bang. Well, I don't think that's the thing. I, I just, I, I'm on a, I'm a very, okay, when I fight my best, I don't think. Everything is about just being aggressive. I'm very simple. Like, keep it keep it short, keep it simple, don't think. Let my body react, and that's just defend itself, and that typically is by being very offensive. If I make my opponents so worried about what I'm doing, you know, that's defense in itself. Sure, and that's when sure. I do my best. It's it's when I get in there and try to think too much, and I'm trying to this and trying to that. Some things go wrong. So, me being that way, I just wasn't pushing for takedowns. I wasn't pushing to be as well versed as I am because I was built to be like I'm gonna throw my hands, throw my strikes, go after this dude, and if he drops down and takes me down, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna then surprise him. It just never happened. So here we are. You said you've watched um, BKFC for the last couple of years and you've been excited about what they're doing coming up. You know, so what you've seen from the heavyweights, what, what do you see from that division? And is there anybody that you're excited to have a chance to fight? I know you can't talk too much about that right now, but what have you seen from the division and who have you kind of been like, hey, this guy's a good I can answer. And- I, I can answer who. Ooh, ooh, me too. Me too. He, yeah, he wants to fight Adams. Wow, that's the belt. <laughs> that, that's the belt, right, Ben? Yeah, so Adams and, and Chuckler just fought. And uh, Keckler, um, I, I feel like I match up great with everybody. I mean, Alan Belcher obviously is in the mix here. He is pretty pretty good striker. I've known him, you know, not not personally, but him and I trained at, at you know different at the same gym for a couple of years, and obviously I watched him for a long time. So he knows what he's doing, but he's not a true heavyweight, <clears throat> and he's skilled. But I think like. That's where I'm going to come in with all these heavyweights. Is I'm going to show them a new something they haven't gone against yet, and I think I match up great with everybody on the roster: Adams, Tate, Belzer, all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm excited and just waiting, waiting for the opportunity here. 
So, so Ben, so look, I, uh, I know that anything can happen in a combat sport. Anybody has a chance, Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, but there's obvious levels to this stuff. Um, Bobo O'Bannon, the Bible belt brawler, BKSC heavyweight, uh, he posted on his social media about your signing with the BKFC and, and it is his mother begging him not to fight you <laughs> because you're a very scary man. And she did her research and it's like a scene out of Rocky. Um, <laughs> But what, how do you feel? Like, do, do you think that any heavyweight could win in any in any given, or do you believe that you are ready for a title shot or, or up in that upper echelon of the crop? Well, I've been twenty some years in this, and I have a long history of knockouts. I think I'm definitely one of the top guys in there. Uh, coming in fighting immediately for title, I was asked that question already in a previous interview, and I just think out of the way it has to be, I think I have to come in and fight at least once. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I've seen crazier things. Guys come in and fight for titles. It, it honestly doesn't matter to me. I'm really just get, put my hands on somebody. And I've seen Bobo Bannon, him and his little clan uh, were calling me out. And I'm great. That's sign that. Let's get that fight signed. Um, that could be the first fight in. So, sorry, Mom, but <laughs> you called me out. And I got to pay these dues. I, I spoke to David Feldman yesterday, and he said that he, he was thinking uh, later, late summer, later in the year. Uh, is that soon enough for you? And what do you need to do training-wise different now that you're in a totally different sport, if anything? Mm, I hope it's not that late. I hope not later in the year. I hope later in the summer would be easier. I mean, I was thinking July. I was at the least. I was hoping for the June 24th card, but I heard that got too booked. I was hoping July, August would be the latest. I would hope. I mean, I'm 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 already. My last fight was November, so I, you know, now I'm going to call my management after I get off the phone with you guys. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, hopefully we can get it sooner. Is is there like a? Does it matter? Is there a place you'd like to fight? Whether it's at home or a place you're comfortable, or it doesn't matter. Wherever they send you your your game. I I do really well on the East Coast and all the way down to Florida, and I know that that uh, I fought once before for the IFL in the, is it the Hard Rock? Yep. Yep. So that's a cool place, and I know that you show there, so that'd be a cool place to fight. But, you know, anywhere in the United States is fun. Just so people, I got a lot of people want to come watch me fight, know that, you know, I kind of put it out there, hey, I'm 40 make the most out of what time we got so people want to come see me fight well this united states they'll come see me so and when what? you look up bare knuckle boxing the very first place it stays it goes it's been legalized in wisconsin and blah blah other states i don't know if bk's ever done wisconsin so maybe you could maybe i get something going here and we do i'm doing in milwaukee yeah that they have not been in to to wisconsin Correct. since they've been back of whatever number they, they're at. So, yeah, you, you know, maybe we, maybe we can set that up. How have, you know, in, in the, the handful of years that you've been in combat sports, what have you noticed as being the biggest change? You know, whether it's, you know, the fan support, whether it's, you know, nutrition, whether it's training, whether it's nothing. Yeah, that's a vague question. You mean, like, the, the outside, sure does. the growth. I mean, I mean, just look, just watching with the, the combat sports in general, you know, and I think it's funny, the battle of boxing right now, people go, like, oh, boxing is dying, but then fighters are making 
epic amounts of money. Tyson Fury's last fight, they sold out the huge arena. It's just combat sports in general is growing. I don't think you can really pick one or the other. I just think I just see it's growing. And BKFC's doing its thing. It's people didn't know it was going to last, and here it is, four years in, and it's just getting even bigger. So it just seems people love watching people beat each other down. Like that's <laughs> what it comes down to. I don't no, that, that, anywhere. It's most most primitive thing to us you know and people love it yeah i remember dana has said on numerous occasions you know a uh, uh, four squares you know at, at a street super bowl mlb all-star game uh, uh whatever and a fist fight most people are going to watch the fist fight yeah you know so what i've noticed in bkfc is how it's slowly evolving from just a street fight to boxing you know, and Mike Richmond being one of those guys, you know, and being technical. Uh, do you watch that kind of stuff, uh, you know, to, to be technical per se and not just go in there and, you know, I'm going to knock a guy out, you know, a minute and a half in? Obviously, it's really important. <clears throat> I mean, just like everything uh, with our sports, with, with combat sports, there's an involvement uh, uh, evolving, should I, should I say. Uh, obviously, the guy is going to be technical going to have a big advantage is trying to brawl somebody it's not going to work in boxing it's not going to work in mma you always get that lucky they say the, the lucky punch the guy is just throwing a haymaker that can land and then there's that comment there what can't be lucky the guy threw it though he meant to throw it but there's a difference between being technical as you said really looking for precision striking and just winging stuff out there and i for one believe that's what i'm bringing the heavyweights is you know i have a lot of experience in this and uh, you know, I, I typically hit what I aim, so that's, that's going to be a big advantage to me. And you got to remember, when I touch things, they crumble. For, for sure. Well, I'm excited. I know the fans are excited. Uh, if you can't uh, find out about your upcoming fight, just give me a holler, and I'll find out for you. And I know one lady's not excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> Mama. Hey, 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 we'll try to get Ben before ours. Like, let's go here. Put a little fire on. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. We got to get you to tell the line sooner than later, Ben. You know I'm really excited to to have you at BKFC, and uh, let's talk again real, real soon. I know we have your address. We're going to send you a care package from Eight Man Strong, as well as a, a box of really cool socks from Odd Sock Official. Well, that's super cool. I appreciate it. Do you got just a minute, or you guys got to get me off? No, we got all the time in the world. Why? I need to know what the biggest news is. I need to know about this epic Twitter battle between you and Jack Slack. I mean, come on. Are you beefing over here right now? Hey, I think it's funny, you know, that, that you even know about it. Caleb, I started to tell you about this. Yeah. First, I don't even know who this guy is, you know, to be honest. Um, and it, it, it stemmed from Oliveira missing weight. And I'm a stickler on rules. And they're coming up with whoever Jack is and, and all of his people. Well, he only missed by a half a pound. To me, and that's why I've been asking, you know, my family and friends and, you know, and I asked you, Caleb, if somebody steals from you, does it matter what they steal? Charles Oliveira missed weight. So whatever the rules are, whether it's the rules from the commission, the rules from the president, Dana White, the rules from whoever, if that's the rule, that's the rule. And if the rule is you're being stripped, then you're being stripped. I don't care if you miss by a half or you now where I think I might have mistyped. I wasn't implying that Charles Oliveira shouldn't be paid to fight. Yeah, that was that, their, they attacked you saying, why wouldn't he, shouldn't he get paid? Right. But I seem I, freaking out about it. I said something to the effect of, and I've always felt 
missing weight by 20, uh, by anything and be only being fined 20% is not enough. I don't think such a, and, and again, I'm not a fighter. I'm not making that kind of money, blah, 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 blah. I think if you do something as regis as missing weight, it should be a very large penalty. And so if I remember, I said something like, he's lucky that he's only being fined 20% and he doesn't deserve anything else. And what I meant, and if it came out wrong, I didn't mean it this way. Of course he should be paid his show money, minus whatever that percent of being fined. I don't think you deserve bonuses. I don't think you deserve any extra benefits when you did, in my eyes, the, the biggest no there is, even more than steroids, of not making weight. And so then, of course, they start attacking me, and I started to respond. And, you know, I've had people like, why are you responding to somebody that has four followers? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm trying to explain that's myself. That's not going to help your situation know, right now. I, I know. So that, <laughs> that's my stance, and that's what the whole thing was about, was I think if you miss weight, you should be penalized. And if the rule is losing a belt, it's losing a belt. And he's not Real the champion. on that. I yeah. agree with a lot, and as far as responding to his follower, person with four followers, it doesn't matter. That's a person, though. Someone is reading it. Someone said it, and that's between me and this person, and they want to say something stupid. I'll happily say something they may not like back, and don't ever, like, stop that. That's what Twitter's about. That's what, that's what at least people agree with Elon Musk or not. He's trying to develop a platform for us to, to do just what you said. And it does not matter what their followers. I think that's well, nonsense. And, and I did listen to another and you need to, yeah, you need, you're just trying to explain yourself. That's fine. Right. You don't need to, what I what I'm trying to say is you need to explain yourself. Like it's totally cool in my book. Okay. Well, feel free to respond back to him since you know who he is and, uh, you know, as well. And, and I'll respond to anybody and that's my stance. And, and I have always said, and you know, the guys that are on the show now and all my previous co-hosts, I believe what I believe. It may not be right, but it's what I believe. I won't make something up. And I'm kind of a stickler. If it's a rule, it's a rule. What's your What's your take on it, Ben? As a you know professional well, athlete, well, as a fighter, BKFC. I don't have to. Guess what? I get to be my natural. I'm a super heavyweight. Naturally, yeah. I'm, I've always been upset for years that UFC doesn't have a super heavyweight division. I think I've lost out on lots of money being successful as a super heavyweight. But it is what it is. BKFC, I get to be it. <clears throat> but always, I signed a contract that said my opponent and me are going to be this. And that's that. Like you said, stickler for the rules. Well, it's a contract. We signed it. We agreed to it. So just saying, well, it's just a half a pound. That doesn't... (laughs) Why do we have rules then? Why is there anything? Why is there anything whatsoever if it's just... You're going to say it's just a half a pound. It, It doesn't matter. It doesn't hold up. You know, so I agree with you on that. Like, you signed the contract, and that's what we're doing. And I, 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 I have the same stance because, you know, <clears throat> playing in the NFL, there are certain teams that they have certain weights. They find you if you're over. You know, they find you if you're too much under. I've had both on teams where I was too light and they needed me gain weight. And you get fined in the rules up to 700 bucks per pound. I've seen dudes sit in the sauna or the steam room since 2 a.m. to try and make weight for a weigh-in on a Thursday. And so it doesn't matter 
oh, I missed it by a pound. I've seen guys get released because they missed way too many times. And so it's one of those things where as a pro athlete, you understand that there are rules and it sucks. And it's like, damn, I missed it by so much. But it is what it is. You miss it. You break the rules. You get fined. And you lose out on your money. Now, and that's how they get you. Now, Randy, would you be a fan of, of the proposal that I've seen out there of if you miss by one pound, it's 10% of your purse. Two pounds, it's 20%. And if you're over 10 pounds, like some people deliberately missed weight so they didn't have to fight, in my opinion. But, but that's, that's a they, would, they would give back all their prize money, all their show money for not being a professional. Because you have one job as a professional athlete, and that's to make weight. Well, okay. a, a, again, let me jump in, and, and while Ben's still on, I think if you're going to fight, you should still be paid. You know, so for all these people on Twitter that, that said that's what I said, that's not what I meant, and that's not what I was implying. There should be a penalty. No matter what the contract is, they should still get something. They are still fighting. They are still going out and playing football. They're still going to go into the wrestling tournament. I just think that if you miss weight, and I don't care how much weight, it can be a, an ounce. If you're over, you're over. And somebody else busts their ass to get to the, the right weight, and somebody busted their ass too but didn't get there and then couldn't you know, lose anymore, there needs to be a penalty. And it doesn't matter to me. And, and that's why, Ben, what I was saying to all these, you know, my friends and my family is if somebody steals from you, and it might be a bad analogy, but I like it, does it matter what they steal as to how upset and disappointed you are? And I don't think it matters. If somebody steals from me, I'm going to be just as pissed if it's my car as it is $100. <laughs> Same with whether you miss weight by a half a pound or, or three pounds. You missed weight. And, and there's another level to this. Um, I don't know. I'd love somebody to put in what the last, say, 10 years. We can go 15 even, but let's just do the last 10 years. When a fighter is allowed to fight, he, he pees his 10% or whatever it is in different states. He gets, he gets to be three pounds over. He goes and fucking smashes the guy. And I'm, I he said truck. I'm, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. I just got a crack. He said truck. Truck and smash. He just said he truck and smashed him. <laughs> he smashed him and they asked me to be this a family show. I definitely said trucking. Okay. Truck. <laughs> okay. And he goes in and trucks the guy. And he does. Go back, go back to your analogy of him trucking him. But my point is, if you look it up, the guys that are allowed to weigh over, they pay their percent. They win. I, I, I don't know what the ratio is, but I know it's big. I know sure. I know that a majority – I'll put it this way. I know a majority of the time the guy that comes in overweight wins the fight. I know that. You can look it up all the time for the last 10 years. The guy wins the fight most of the time. And taking that one step further, and obviously, Ben, you're well aware of this, You know whether it's fans, whether it's the media, whether it's the organization, they don't remember – about even though it says it on Wikipedia, they just look at wins and losses. Mm -hmm. So you miss yeah. weight by two pounds, you lose twenty percent. It's a W in the the win column, and that's what they're looking at as to whether they're Let's keeping you or not. Johnson. Let's go back to Anthony Johnson trying to cut that one thing, fighting those small guys, and that guy was gigantic. After he didn't make weight, he put on more weight, got the fight, and he he probably gave those guys some serious brain damage. And yeah. he, but he got his win bonus. No, nope, for sure. So, so I mean, I know in the the one championship, they're they're trying to eliminate these drastic weight cuts to give fighters this big advantage, where they do more of like a water like like weight cuts, right? Like there's more it's natural a fighting at your natural weight. Are you a proponent of fighters fighting at their natural weight classes, like or do you, do you I mean, because like a Michael Chiesa cutting down to 155 
fighting a guy like Diego Sanchez. I mean, it would just manhandle him. I mean, regardless of skill set. But he just, made that weight, though. He made the weight, but like, but in, in what way? I mean, it's such a drastic weight cut. Yeah, to the smaller guy's world, uh, it, it's, you know, you got to think, when I was with Militish and I was in the IFL, I was doing all the weight cuts with this guy, so I seen everything all the way down to the 100, you know, 145-pound, 135-pound guys cutting a crazy weight. Matt Hughes would cut 20-some pounds, you know what I mean, for all of his fights. I watched it, and just like, it's a part of their nature, and I'm like, if you can do it, I get why they're doing it, and it's just like, that's their business. I don't want to say guys can't to get the advantage on each other. But if you don't make the weight, there yeah, there has to be some stricter penalties. I remember, and, and we'll close close out about that second in a second. But I had Johnny Hendricks on on a Wednesday, and he was twenty plus pounds over with weigh in in forty eight hours, and of course he made weight. I've seen that too. Just crazy. Yeah, Rory Rory uh, Markham he he made a. It was the second. Biggest weight cut in UFC history, and uh, Forrest Griffin had the biggest. Forrest Griffin was 33 pounds, and Forrest is a bigger guy. Rory made 170, and it was like 31 pounds. And it was the week of the week of the fight, so That's it was absurd, crazy. But no, I don't. You know, I don't think there's any beef. I tried to explain, you know, the best I could. Um, it wasn't to everybody's liking, but you know, never will be. But yeah, so. So, Kelly, would you be the super, super heavyweight division? Definitely. I, I I told the story on here before. I tried to do wrestling when I was in high school. And in high school, I was bigger than I am. And I was about 350 My um going into my senior year. And I was like, I'll try this wrestling thing out. He said that 280 is the max. And I'm like, I'm not losing <laughs> 70 pounds before wrestling starts. So I have to let that one go. Ben, Caleb uh, is a uh, lineman in the NFL. Uh, what do you weigh? I weigh 320. And you're how tall? Six six. I love you to death like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm taking you in the fist fight. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. What no question. You, I, I've been on record as saying yes. Athletes of all sizes and shapes, football players, great athletes, basketball players, great athletes. Don't try the MMA guys. It's a different thing. It's just like if Ben said he's going to come run one on ones with me, I would bet myself ten out of ten times. Like I'm. And not, your mama would call me like, "Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now nah, he's a special kind of animal. Doing sprints. You said what? You you say doing one on ones like doing sprints or no pass like, rush? Pass rush. Yeah, I'll I mean, take Ben in the fight. Line. Yeah, I'll take Ben in the fight. <laughs> We can we can have a sprint off though. I I'll be down for that. I'm pretty fast now. Come on now, four nine forty at three twenty. You guys are yeah, it's a big do what? Moving. I didn't hear what he said. I don't know what what'd you say, Ben? I said that's a big man moving that fast. Oh yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. I, I'm a little man and I ain't moving like that, so <laughs> it, it's all good. But yeah, I, I'll squash whatever I I like. I said. It, it got blown out of proportion as far as I'm concerned, uh, and I'm good to do whatever. But, Randy, do you say like, things like that? Thanks for talking about it. No, no problem. I appreciate it. I'll reach out to the guy. Um, I'll say that uh, Uncle Ben told me I was wrong. <laughs> no, no. It was all good. It's all like good. Said, I think more, more misunderstandings than anything. Yeah, no, that, that, that's all it is. I appreciate you bringing it up because, you know, you know me well enough. I don't have a problem talking about anything. And if I misspeak, which I've done in the 30-some years I've been on the air, it wouldn't be the first time. But if I'm wrong, uh, I'm quick to say I was wrong. 
this might be a misunderstanding. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I was I'm wrong sure. in anything I said. Right. Good enough. I will try to find out when your fight is, and uh, I'll call you back. Yeah, pressure them, pressure them. Let's get this thing going. I have a, a meeting with Dave Feldman next week, and it will be brought up. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Ben, as always, thank you for your time. Let's talk again real soon. Sounds, sounds good, guys. Thank you. All right, take care. See Big you, Ben Rothwell, uh, now part of the BKFC. I, I love when they're interactive and, you know. Oh, yeah. I, that's that's the best part of doing this whole thing and him bringing that up and us have, getting to have dialogue and get everybody's perspective. That's always awesome. What's funny is, you know, and again, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. You know, some, like, I don't even know how Twitter and all that stuff works. So I guess <laughs> if, if I put, you know, MMA, then I get all these MMA tweets. Yeah, because so people look up MMA and then it's going to pop up attaches. whatever is going on. Yeah. So with some of these guys are, the funniest part, and I'm going to forget to talk about it. Remind me about Clown. Um, so... One guy came back and said, you pretend to be um, heavily involved in, in MMA. How do you not know who this who this guy is? I've never heard of the guy. Yeah. Just like I'm sure he's never heard of me. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm pretty sure I've been around a long time. I think they didn't like when I said I've been around longer than you, blah, blah, blah. Which, yeah. That's a fact. I mean, but also, it's like, how do you take that so personal? Like, you have guys on the team who I've played against for years, and in the heat of the moment, or whatever's going on, it's like, I don't even know you, bro. I don't even this, that, and other. Like, it's it's one of those things. I forgot. I forgot the tie-in with you and John from Five for Fighting. Oh, yeah, you did. He went to UCLA. Oh. No, he didn't. He did. And I wrote it in big letters, and I forgot. Till oh, just man. now. That's right. We'd have to. I'll shoot him a text. Something. Oh my god! I blew that. You're looking at me like, what's wrong? I'm yeah. having a meltdown. <laughs> like, what did I say? I'm having. A, I threw the pen. I was having a meltdown. I have a question. Well, I just wanted one other tweet. So the guys, is it a meme? Is that what you're? you're yeah, like a picture with what the. What you're Avi, Twitter Avi. No, the profile, profile pic. The, the profile, profile pic. pic. You know, like mine is me interviewing Chuck. So this guy's profile pic is a clown. Okay. So somebody responds, you know, to, to one of the, you know, try to explain not like a clown. This guy comes back. He goes something to the effect of, I don't understand. And I am a clown. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's, and it's a photo of a clown. Do, do your aggressive tweets, do, are they more excessive now that Kayla's part of the show? Like having an alignment of his size? You mean having, more having, confidence? having my, somebody have my back Cause, finally? Because like when a guy like Ben Rothwell has to like, Go up and wait to fight Caleb, <laughs> and he's petitioned to be a super heavyweight. You know, does it give you more confidence to be like an online bully? No, but okay. you know, I I'll say I don't even think it's aggressive. I just think it's kind of blunt and factual, and that's kind of who Randy is. It's just kind of states things really matter of the fact. And it's like again, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. It's hard right. to understand before um, you join the show, Caleb. Randy used to get on his tablet and. Make just make a nuisance out there. And I'm talking <laughs> like a lot. I'm talking like chisel and stone to tablet. I mean, we carve out mean words oh and comments, oh and then he would carry them to hand deliver them to With the cave. Provocateur. That's the first like. I'm just the military's fighting system was built on tablets being carried across the. I'm passionate about what I believe in. Yeah, I, and I'm not going to change. I, I can be, you know, if somebody's tried to talk logic into me and, and, and I can, like, I changed my, my opinion. Do I really want to go here? Yeah, go get it. As well. We're here now. I changed my opinion on kneeling during the national anthem. Yeah, yeah and, we talked about that. And my mom got extremely upset at me. 
and I explained my opinion. And my opinion of kneeling during the national anthem hasn't changed. Someone who's kneeling, my opinion has changed. Yeah. Well, let me clarify. My opinion of them kneeling hasn't changed. But my opinion that they're kneeling. You know, you have a right to kneel. Right. You know, you have a right to blah, blah, blah. I can still think you're a donkey. (laughs) <laughs> but you have a right to do it. That's I'm offended your... that you called. Well, I don't. I don't really care. I'll call you Shrek. <laughs> and, I, and one one thing that um you know, Dirk Cutter always said, and he was like, as men, we play through the whistle. No, not play through, <laughs> not play through the whistle. This was kind of outside of that. It was kind of there was a lot of yeah. um, promo going on in his last year, you know, in Tampa, and he was like, you know, guys were kind of lashing back at the media for certain things that were said, and he says, whatever you say, you stand on it. So you have your beliefs, and I believe you can believe whatever you want to. And we can talk about it. I don't have to see your way ever for it to be like we have to get along. We can disagree on certain things. You can think Charles Oliver should have got all his money and all his pay-per-view because of whatever. And I cannot believe it. And we can keep it pushing. And we can move on. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I believe I'm going to be your starting quarterback. 2022. Could you set up? <laughs> right, this is what I want you to set up. Okay, now this is what I want you to set up for me. And we can do it here on concrete. I don't care. Let's get. Do you want shoulder pads on or not? Oh, shoulder pads are for girls. Okay. Let's just. <laughs> do you do you want him to, to to play a D lineman and you can go up and you know and just shove his hand? No, the no. I want him to protect me while I throw the ball. I'm a, I'm a assassin with the with the rock. Like I told. Can I call it the rock? Like I got I, this rock like here. Like I started to tell the story. What do you call the pigskin? What do you call it? Pigskin football. Well, but what do you call it? Because the basketball is the Brady's, rock. Brady's prop. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the rock also tote the rock, yeah, yeah. They like call a the missile? Rock. Can we call it a missile? Because that's sure. what because that's what I'm firing. I'm firing missiles off this cannon. I, I want to set up some D lineman like even <laughs> Lawrence Taylor today. I want to see Lawrence Taylor run through him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, it's, Chubb. It's, it's, you can you throw forty did yards? You see, did What's you that? see Nick Chubb and, Are you and serious? His, his left? I can no. throw sixty. Like I'll throw sixty right now. Pounds or something? I don't. I don't. The, watch the bar those. bent. Let's just have him videos. run over him. I'm like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. I was throw it over a mountain. Nice shot. <laughs> you know, I, I bet fifty bucks that you can throw from end zone to the fifty yard line. Oh, oh, that's, I could do that. I got fifty bucks on it. All right, I'll take you fifty bucks. Okay, perfect. We I can, can set do it that. up. We'll go to Northeast High School's field. Let's go. Yeah. Shorecrest is is right down the street. I they have, they have football. That. We'll let you a golf ball. I don't care. Yeah, you can't throw fifty yards. Oh, all day I can throw fifty. I mean, is it, not into the wind. I can't throw yeah. We'll make can sure I, it's I, a perfect day. We'll check the weather report. Let's go indoors to the Cowboy Stadium. Don't you have connections there? Can, can, can I be you know honest? Jerry? Yeah. Can I be honest? I think you can get one of those massive jet engine fans, <laughs> you know, like you would use out on practice, and that wind still won't help them throw 50 I, yards. I don't think people realize how hard it is to throw that far, and it has nothing to do with how big and strong you are. Some of the biggest, strongest dudes cannot throw 40 yards. It is a real skill to be able to throw the football the way those quarterbacks do it. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's crazy. It's a talent. Let's so, yeah, it. you should. I'm ready. All right. We'll I'm see. Gonna, I'm going to grab my missile and I'll meet you at the, the field. What do we call the field? A gridiron? Still calling it a gridiron? <laughs> gridiron <laughs> Sunday. Get it. I mean, I, look, that's why I'm closing on Sunday at the racket club because I got a new job in the NFL. I'm not sure you could run 50 yards. <laughs> How far is 50 yards? <laughs> <laughs> You can barely drive 50 yards. I want to so give me a tape measure. Let's just hand off. We'll, we'll hand off. We'll hand you the ball, and you have to run 50 yards. Oh, I can't run. Without yeah, stopping. I'm not really a delivery guy. <laughs> no, but I'm more like a tosser. Is that what they call? All right. We only, get, we, we only have like five minutes left. 
let's close. Let's let's talk about either Saturday night. I don't know what's on your mind. If there's Saturday night, I want to talk about that. Um, Oliveira fight and Gaethje. Like I, I know we've talked about Charles a lot, but um, you know, I think it showed more of who and what Charles Oliveira is. I agree because losing the belt, deservingly so. Losing money, deservingly so. Losing, losing, losing. He didn't come in with his head between his tails no. and upset and disappointed. And, you know, he came and put on a performance. L- look at who he's beaten the last X amount. And even going before that, for me, it's like you look at the trajectory of his career. He took so many defeats. And to go from, you know, people calling him a quitter and calling these names and like to see him transform into this guy, he won the title and they were like, oh, he's a fake champion. He and B Khabib, and then he almost lost to Michael Chandler. And then to come back and fight after fight after fight, just get better and impress. Like I think awesome that's the I think that's the key. He he's getting better with age, better. And, and he's scary. He's yeah. scary. I hate, and this clown over here says it all the time. Well, he didn't beat Habib, or you know, he funny did, like what? Like funny like a he, clown? Like I'm here to amuse you? <laughs> he didn't. Beat, <laughs> Good fellas. He he didn't beat John Jones. It doesn't matter who he beat. Yeah, he is the champ. Just like this knucklehead thinks until you defend, you're not the champ. Bull I'm crap. QB. If if you have the belt, not the fake interim belt. If yeah. you have the belt, you are the champ. Yeah. And so I don't care mm-hmm. if Oliveira didn't beat. As long as you Khabib. as long as you defend it, you have to defend. No, you don't. Yeah, because no, even a loser will keep going. They're winning. You you know champions are made from from the fall. Wow, stand up! I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't take it. He is just he is a clown. But I am a clown, and and you are here. And I'll be a Lombardi Trophy holding clown this year, like this Statue of Liberty. Why are you playing in Green Bay? Don't play wherever he's playing. <laughs> I'm in starting QB. I got we're a package deal. It's if he and Matt I. Plays. <laughs> If Matt takes a snap <laughs> in a preseason game, Done. that's my last day playing football. No, that's not true. My last day. Come on, you we're here first. We're Ebony and Ivory. We're <laughs> my we're cool and aid. We're sticking clutch. We're peanut butter. Like oh, we're man. we're a team. You and I. We're going together <laughs> to I, the it, moon. I, I I hate to break this news to you, Caleb. What about arena football? Can, can, can I we finish? Do that? Can I finish? I hate to break this to you. <laughs> if you're a package deal, your NFL career's done. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not. There ain't no anybody signing you. <laughs> Are you serious right now? Can I we... think I make pizzas better than you play football. <laughs> I don't really we make know that's pizzas. true. Yeah. Could, can we go to arena football? Is there, how far is no, that? No, no, I'm not doing that. Because that's not 50 yards. You I mean, can't that's... even play arena football. Why not? That's not 50 yards. I can throw that far. No. You would get crushed the first time you get hit. In arena football? Yes. Do they wear shoulder pads? Yes. You would get crushed in the high lingerie football. league. Oh, I would yes, make it in, in the there. lingerie. Yeah. See now, now we're talking. Let's dominate league. tag team duo lingerie league. I'm all in. I would love to see you play lingerie. <laughs> I got some all of it. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Go to Twitter. Let's let's see it. Like I'll get some olive oil. We'll make it a wrestling match. What about this weekend's uh, <laughs> UFC? Let's get off this. <laughs> you, you, your former uh, light heavyweight champ, uh, I believe, is in action. Yeah, John Bukowitz. You know, I'm sorry. I'm looking ahead a little bit, but that Adesanya card is nuts. Did you see that they showed the card no, I coming saw up? No, I saw it. I know how you feel about you know that, him and everything, but it's... First of all, second of all, fourth of all, and <laughs> it's similar to, the, to, to when Ben asked me about this thing. My personal opinion on someone yeah. and their professional 
you know, opinion are two different things. True, very true. You know, kind of like we can disagree, we can still be, you know, friends. Yeah. You know, the fact that I don't like certain things Israel does, uh, he's a dominant, one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Yeah. And and I would never take that away from somebody that I don't like their personality. Sure. And he could care less whether I like his personality. Mm-hmm. He probably could care less if I like him as a fighter. And the fight code changed so much by July 2nd. I mean, uh, Cowboy pulled out within hours going into his maybe his final fight because of illness so well, who knows who knows who what card we'll see in july all right shenanigans is over guys That's so uh, i can't wait till next week because there's things that we didn't do today that we will do next Where's week training camp starts and i apologize that i didn't bring up ucla with uh five for fighting we'll try to get him here on friday and we'll bring you out as well and we can talk about Heck ucla yeah. all right until next week this has been knockout radio brought to you by eight man strong play in a dome? and staff zone please take matt away <laughs> please so take hot. matt away see everybody next week This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Eight Man Strong is not simply about the biggest or strongest. It's about those who have survived true lows, suffered, faced demons real or in their heads, and are fighting to come back against it all. If you live with a passion for greatness and strength and resilience towards all obstacles that may attempt to derail you, if you are bold and aggressive in the pursuit of the things you want in life, if you are meant to overcome everything that stands in your path of reaching your goals, then you are Eight Man Strong. Got bills? Looking for work? But nobody is hiring. Staff Zone is. As the leading provider of commercial construction, industrial, and special event staffing throughout the Southeast and Texas, Staff Zone has plenty of work to go around, and they need you now. Don't wait. Go now to www.thestaffzone.com and find a branch closest to you. Work today, get paid today. That's the Staff Zone way. L-U-T-A-N, Clearwater. FM 106.1. W-D-C-F, Dade City. FM 102.3. W-Z-H-R, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.